I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries At the start of the season if you told me that the trade for Al Horford is going to be a game changer in the NBA finals we would have probably laughed and we probably did <laughs> who knows Boston Celtics traded away Kemba Walker and got in Al Horford we thought it was like ah, doesn't really move anything kind of a trade because Kemba Walker was useless and Al Horford was useless and if anything <laughs> Kemba Walker had more value but game 1 of the NBA finals Al Horford went berserk scored 26 points uh, 6 out of 8 from 3 against the team that makes it rain from 3 the warriors all about game 1 on today's episode so let's get started whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us tanvi and shlok we are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy mindset and everything sport so tune in to the millennial athlete every monday only on the ivm podcast network trust us it's going to be lit The Warriors lost uh, the first ever home game in this postseason, 108 to 120, and you couldn't even say they lost all the four quarters. They were leading by 12 going into the fourth quarter, and they just got washed in the fourth quarter, 40 to 16, yeah. the largest ever uh, points difference in an NBA final in history. Mm. Steph Steph was mental in the first half. He scored six three pointers. Was it in the first quarter? Uh, didn't seem like he'd miss, and it seemed like he was being look, listening to a lot of these. Uh, talk shows and podcasts and ESPN which said like did Steph need a finals MVP yeah, to finals, validate yeah. his yeah. legacy and whatnot and it just seemed like he wanted to prove to everyone that well if he wanted a finals MVP he could because he was taking every shot and he was making it and it looked like he was going to go off for like 50-60 today but the second half uh, second half actually the Warriors did well it started off well third quarter Warriors showed up they they extended the lead the team went into the break equal and in third quarter the warriors extended that lead and made it 12 points and then you thought well it's a matter of defending hard and they're a good defensive unit and you thought well 1-0 up this was the result we predicted in game 1 yeah. yeah i don't know what happened in the fourth quarter <laughs> they went 9 of 12 from 3 in the fourth quarter in fact they were i think they scored their first 8 8 out of 8 they were and <laughs> and when a team scores 9 out of 12 threes in a quarter more often than not you're winning 90% of the time you're winning i mean I was watching this game with a friend. Uh, he said it's like a black swan event, and when such things happen, yeah. you can't really do anything. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of this game? Um, surprised, but not surprised. I think when we were discussing our our outlook towards the finals, um, my explanation for picking the Warriors in five or six games was that the only way I see Celtics beating this Warriors outfit. Um, <clears throat> is if they catch fire from 3 which is which has been actually their go to strategy in quite a few playoff games this yeah. season they did that yep. to the bucks they did that to uh, they they deployed that to great extent even against miami and even against the nets yeah nets also yes correct so i think it felt like the next folded even before these guys got going i know they shot <laughs> but who was even putting up a hand in the on the net side but yeah that's been the thing and and um I guess PTSD from the Jazz because this is how the Jazz used to win games. PTSD from the Rockets. This is how the Rockets used to win games, and both teams folded in the in the playoffs more often than not. Well, every time. 
uh, when because when that three ball doesn't go, there doesn't seem to be a plan B. And and uh, with the Celtics, my conference with the Warriors was Celtics. The only way they win is by outshooting the Warriors from three, and that's probably the toughest team to outshoot from beyond the arc. But they did that, and that's how they got the game. Now I, I still. My point still stands. Can they do this four games out of seven? They've done it once. One of month. Great start. And it's an away win. That's saying something. Um, but can they do this four times to the Warriors? I am still quite skeptical of that. And so I'll stick with the Warriors. But that was my first uh, you know, impression. And they say the a playoff series doesn't begin till the first... Uh, Till the away team wins its first game, well, we're off to the start. <laughs> uh, I would say the Warriors actually did well from three. They scored 19 out of 45, yeah. which is pretty much what the Warriors do throughout the season. Every game they play, this is the percentage that they kind of put up, right? 21 out of 41, now that's a tough beat. And I don't think the Celtics can sustain this uh, this kind of shooting. I mean, everyone is getting uh, points, except the guy who was supposed to score points. Jason Tatum had an off night uh, when it came to scoring. He just finished with 12 points. Can you believe that? And the Boston Celtics still won by a big margin. Uh, but Jalen Brown had a few shots that went in. Al Horford was on fire. Derek White was on fire. And I think mm. when you combine the points of Horford and White, that is totally unexpected. Like what, they got 48 points combined. Whereas for yeah. the Warriors, you combined Draymond and Looney, they got 8 points. And that is a big difference. I mean, we are two... Players who we are not expect. I mean, if Horford and White combine for 15 points, 20 points, you would say that that is expected. If yeah. Raymond and Looney combine for 15, 20, you will say that that is expected. But one combo did not work out. They scored just eight and the other combo scored 48. And that, that I think, kind of sealed it. The difference of why a team lost. I mean, Jason Tatum was... Uh, did not look like Jason Tatum because he was passing the ball a lot. He got 13 assists. Uh, but Horford and White covered up for that uh, difference because everyone else got the ex- points they were expected to. Smart got uh, 18, Jalen Brown got his 24 points. Uh, everyone else did their roles, but I think Horford and White were the big difference makers today. Yeah, um, Smart was big time from three, though. I think that that really yeah. helped early on. Um, yeah. He's getting like hardened type. A lot of low Lillard. probability shots. Okay, Lillard, Kyrie type step back threes. Yeah, yep, that yep. very, very impressive. Um, yeah, I think it's... One game from Kevin Looney where he does 28 and 12 or whatever it was against the Mavs. And you saw what, it just had the Mavs shook because you can only deal with so much. And then Kevin Looney of all people, if he starts playing like that, what do you do? Um, Boston had two of those. And yeah. in the fourth quarter. And just yeah. pure fire. It wasn't just numbers, it was the efficiency. Nothing was um, getting missed. They shot 50% on 40-plus attempts from three. That's a win. That's a win for any team. That's You put Utah yeah. Jazz, Portland, you put anyone, that's a win. Um, and they were pretty efficient from... Uh, I, mean, I mean, well, more than 50% of their shots, or nearly 50% were from beyond the arc. But they were efficient from inside also. And uh, they took their free throws a little better than the Warriors did. That didn't decide the game, but it counts. Yeah. Um, overall, just a very tight um, performance. But again, it, two things that really swung the game for them. It's not about the fourth quarter. Um, it's just, on one hand, they had Hawford and Derek White go off. And, and that's a little, that came out of nowhere. Um, plus, they got five from three. Now, if they can replicate yeah. that every game, sure. Um, but this has been, this is going to be a series of, series about how coaches make adjustments. Steve Kerr is great at that. Udoka has been fantastic, to be honest, at, at making True. adjustments. Um, I mean, he's, some games he puts in Hofford at the five. Uh, it forces the other team to play their big man longer, tires about, blah, blah, blah. Great stuff. But 
can he match the warriors i i still i'm sticking with the warriors so maybe i'll move my prediction from five or six games to formally six games but, but i'm still sticking <laughs> with the warriors well we have to talk about horford a bit because this was his first ever nba finals appearance in his 15 yeah. year career he had 140 games before he made a finals appearance and that's the, that's the highest ever by any player before before playing a final yeah. and he turns 36 tomorrow his first postseason game most threes ever for a debutant in a final uh what a big game i mean can he replicate this he's done this once every series he had a great game against the brooklyn nets if you remember he had a great game against the milwaukee bucks he he was amazing on defense uh, against miami he didn't really score a lot against the heat but he was amazing on defense where i think he got four blocks in a game uh, was just swiping away shots from the heat and was this his game against the warriors can he replicate this again because if he is going to replicate this the warriors really have problems and they need to find an answer to this problem very soon yeah i think offered's been consistent all playoffs long this is an outlier game I, and yes he has had one of those um uh, in each series which makes him jay crowder doesn't quite make him steph curry but but he's been, been more consistent throughout. than that though <laughs> no no i know he's been great throughout uh, he's been good throughout let me rephrase and he's been great yeah. in a few games here and that i expect him to be i expect him to continue to be to be very good i mean it's like the girl he's been quoting all career long has finally showed up to his game um of course he's going to show out in the in the finals but i he, i don't know if he'll have games like this again this is an easier adjustment to make okay offers a threat from three we got it okay got got it we'll we'll do something about it but uh, i think where the celtics should take hope uh, or or carry forward this momentum is offered and white stepping up at the right time sort of covered up for um adjacent datum off night and it could be fatigue yeah. it could be just the sheer minutes they've been playing um adjacent datum took a step back because he's been carrying the lion's share of the load whenever they right and against some incredibly formidable teams like they've had a much yeah. tougher run to the finals so maybe just maybe he comes back rejuvenated in in the next game i don't think that was bad form so much as just a player yeah, gassed out um so if they can do this without him if he can come back if he can catch fire from 3 or or just dominate the way he's he's done in some games against the nets in some games against the bucks suddenly they're 2-0 up maybe 2-1 up in the series if they can go 2-0 up and the next game's a home game too right for golden state yeah the next two would be uh, yeah i mean the next game is golden state if they lose then, the next game yeah i know it's a long series and it's the start of the series but suddenly there's this pressure right if you lose the next game you're 2-0 down and then you go two games to boston it yeah. might as well be a early finish yeah that's the one so the two 2-0 down is i i mean we just just the most recent finals that team came back and won from 2-0 down but yeah but they're playing the home games 3 and game 4 at milwaukee then yeah tunnel down both home games that's the killer that's the killer yeah. so uh, i i'm i mean spiced up for game 2 i wasn't really that excited for game 1 to be honest i thought it will be a dud uh, in the other way <laughs> it just it was a dud in the end but not not the team that i expected to to sit quiet in the fourth quarter um yeah, but now a great game i mean it was a great game both teams were shooting with raining it was raining threes out here and uh what they had 23s in the first half combined which is a nba finals record which uh, both teams combined 23s yeah, so Steph 86, Curry had 21 86 combined attempts um out wow. of a total of 173 shots or something that's 50% basically 50% of all shots in the game were three pointed yep 
Hello, it's been another great week on the IBM Podcasts Network. On Shunya One, Shiladitya asks co-founder and CEO of Hungerbox, Sandeepan Mitra, about his entrepreneurial journey. On Cyrus Says Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Nivedita, Ayushi, and Abbas talk about the latest court ruling on sex work in India. On the Habit Coach, Ashton shares three steps that will help you let go of your failures. On IVM Likes, Snehil, Abbas, Zalak, and Nikhil talk about the kind of music they grew up with. And on Postcards from Nowhere, Utsav explores the trade cuisines of Kerala. We've got some exciting news for you. IVM Podcasts has just launched its merch, and our first line is out now. Head to the IVM Podcasts website and click on the Shop tab to check out our first collection of T-shirts. Do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. Also, don't forget to rate us on any platform you're listening on. And you can also check us out on YouTube. We're also doing a small listener survey to better understand how you respond to our shows and advertising on the network. We would really appreciate it if you could spare a few minutes to fill it out. It helps us build better shows for you. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week: SBI Life Insurance, Jupiter, a digital banking app, Cap Gemini, get the future you want, Intel V Pro, built for business, and Intel Future Banana Wonderful with Intel-powered laptops. And Curry's twenty-one points in the first quarter is the most points in an NBA final quarter since Michael Jordan in nineteen ninety-three. Uh, uh, that he was on fire, man. I mean, that was something. That was a sight to watch. uh but tatum like you said i think i expect him to come back strong he had 3 of 17 today and i think he was pretty smart at the end because not marcus smart but he was pretty yeah. uh intelligent in the end where he was letting go a lot of shots because he knew that other players were on fire and he was just passing the ball which also shows in his 13 assists i i really expect him to come back i'm not too worried about tatum because he'll he'll figure it out well i uh, thought he was ripping kobe he passed the ball in the fourth what the fuck yeah <laughs> yeah he's ripping kobe in game 7 isn't he <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. If you're the Warriors, would uh, would you be worried about uh, Draymond uh, Green? He's got two or twelve. First of all, why is Draymond taking? Yeah, why is why is he taking exactly? I'm worried that he's taking that many shots. Not that he's. That, that's my worry. That's my yeah. worry. Uh, Wiggins had still a decent game. He got twenty points. Uh, yeah. Steph, but he can't really complain. He got thirty four. Clay had fifteen. Uh, he didn't really get too much going i mean they had a lot of attention on him and then i think the worrisome factor was uh, looney and draymond just getting eight points yeah so no um clay had attention on him is 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 just not going to fly in a game where he shares court with steph curry and steph curry drops 34 with all the attention on him like clay's got to do better I, i've been saying this for a while now and people have been shutting me down I'm, saying hey this is i'm clay. not worried about clay because he he'll just get hot and he'll shoot eight threes in a game i'm not too worried about clay it's 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 the way he plays Yeah, but you know, the question here is, um, he's supposed to be a superstar, and and uh, pretty much I should say a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Maybe even first ballot, maybe not, but a guaranteed Hall of Famer. His team needed him in a fair few games this postseason, where he's gone missing here and there, and now in some of those games, somebody else stepped up, so they took the win. So it didn't quite become as apparent, and then they dropped a game or two here and there when Clay disappeared. I think it's about time. I, I, I'm not saying he should match Steph or he should outshoot Tatum, but he's got to be doing better than Wiggins at the very least because Wiggins is Wiggins usually also gets the tough defensive assignment at the other end. Yeah, because Clay yeah. doesn't seem to be the different quite the defender that he was. He still puts in a good shift, right. 
but he's yeah. not quite as locked down as he was. So now Wiggins gets those assignments. Um, and and he, I mean, they took damn near as many shots, just as many shots. Wiggins was just um, more efficient, took better shots, more high percentage shots. It, that that can't happen as Clay Thompson. You've got to be, um, especially when Wiggins is playing both ends all night long. He has more yeah. of a Bridges kind of role in the one he has in Phoenix. Clay's got to do better than that. I think that's one of the things that I'd look to see an improvement in, not to worry about Draymond. I guess when everyone else sucks, Draymond's going to take 12 shots. What do you do? You, you fix the offense <laughs> so he doesn't need to take as many shots. He's pretty smart. He's not selfish. He, he's not going to yeah. go for those shots unless he has to. Yeah, sometimes it's frustrating that he's not taking shots. So it's surprising that he took yeah. 12 shots. Yeah. And I'm not worried about the Warriors' offense as well. I still think they got they did well. They got 108 points. They, they had a pretty decent game. It was just that outlier of the fourth quarter, which rarely happens, right? And they had no answers. I mean, when a team is making that many threes, one after one after one, you kind of get demotivated on the other end of the score. I mean, the score is just, the game is just slipping away and what do you do, right? So I, yeah. I'm not too worried about the Warriors' offense as such. I'm not too worried about Clay Thompson. But yeah, you need to have a solution if the Celtics are going to keep shooting. Yeah. You just can't depend on Celtics having a bad day. Is what I'm trying to and say. you can't just look to outshoot the Celtics. This can't be a Brazil at the World Cup formula where you just uh, score one goal, more, one goal more. And uh, yeah, I, one of the reasons mo- anyone who picked the Warriors, one of the big reasons they picked the Warriors was their defense, the, their discipline. Yeah. They get stops in the clutch, and and today it was just everything but that. That's got to change. Yeah. They went in yep. with what a twelve-point lead into the fourth quarter. Yeah, and they lost yeah. by twelve. How about that? It's very uncharacteristic yeah. of the team. Not helping. Uh, very Legacy. surprised to see. Were you surprised to see Iguodala out there talking about defense? Uh, I was surprised because he didn't play since the Denver series. And suddenly he's out there and he's taking three-pointers. And I'm like, oh, wait, what are you doing? He hit them. He he hit them. And he looked fit. He didn't look like... uh, I saw a tweet which said he's like the Undertaker now who shows up at WrestleMania. (laughs) Iguodala shows up up in the NBA Finals. That's exactly what it is. And he's always been fit. He's, he's their uh, Haslam now. He's their Udonis Haslam now. And uh, I guess... uh, I guess they just got him on no, I mean, I guess, well, he's also not 39-40 yet. Once he gets there, I'm sure that's <laughs> that's going to be him. They'll be luxury times just to keep him around. Um, he He's always been fit. Um, he's been a good, he's sort of evolved into this 3 and D guy. He came into the league just an above-the-rim phenom. Um, yeah. Ferocious dunker and that was his game. Fast break points, all of that stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. And he pivoted pretty well to the 3 and D. And that's what they did. I guess they just brought him on as a good luck charm. They were just throwing the kitchen sink at the Celtics by then. Um, saying, we're going to... Well, he played, he played early in the game. He played in uh-huh. the second quarter onwards. So, he played early in the game. It's not like they were... No, it's just... It's uh, the gambling. finals. It's the finals thing. It's just... You've got a... Is, is Steve Kerr... We should maybe do a segment on this. Like a scandalous one where... Is Steve Kerr a superstitious man? Did he bring on Iguodala just mm-hmm. for... Just that finals good luck charm? Probably. Probably. I was surprised to not see GP2 out there because especially when Steve Kerr said that he's fit and he's raring to go and whatnot. Uh, he didn't he didn't get to play today. I think they were just uh, waiting to unleash that secret weapon that GP2 is because he can be frustrating as a defender. Yeah, they like lost he, by 12, man. About time you unleash the secret weapon. Yeah, game two. Game two is where GP2 uh, sure, sure. comes out. The Boston Celtics are 8-2 and two in road games uh, in this postseason. Uh, and now they have a chance to go 2-0 up. Do you think do you, what are the chances in game two? Do you think they'll be like, okay, we nicked one, let's just play it out and then go to home and get our two games there? Or do you think they'll try to get extend that advantage? They should do everything to to get that game two. That game two should be everything right now because what, 
game 7 nba finals i mean sorry uh, in a seven game series uh, of the N- nba finals it doesn't doesn't really matter that much who gets game 1 game 2 is everything though game to everything because you don't want to be tuned down in the finals and if you are the warriors you don't want to be tuned down both games having been dropped at home if celtics can make that happen psychologically it's a big advantage they take the series back to boston you'd think they they'd nick at least one of two games if not win two of two if they win two of two it's a sweep that's shock waves in the league if they nick at least one and drop one that's okay they still go back to golden state with a 3-1 lead and they know one of those they just got to win one game in the next three yeah. and at least one of them is back in boston I I like yeah. the chances then. So this game two is everything for Boston. I I don't know if I like their chances, but I think um, I, you can't rule them out. This I'm, it's slightly in Golden State's favor, but they've got to make major adjustments. For me, Clay has to show up more. Um, their defense has to do a whole lot better in the in the second half, uh, especially in the closeout minutes. I, it's it's ironic I have to even say closeout minutes because they were up by twelve. They shouldn't even have gotten to closeout minutes. The game should have been closed out by then. But absolutely didn't and and. and that's something they should look to avoid they usually quite good at it so i expect them to get back yeah I, i think uh, everyone was watching the game and rooting for the warriors just dumbfounded as to what just happened yeah. we were leading by 12 we were celebrating at the end of the third quarter and now we are like down by 10 and like what happened well uh, that's all on today's episode i'll catch you after game 2 on sunday evening for mm-hmm. me monday morning for you but uh, that's all on today's episode and and have a good weekend cheers bye Hey if you enjoyed this podcast don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network you can listen to us on the IVM podcast app ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts you can also follow us on our social media we're at IVM podcasts on twitter and instagram and if you want to reach out to us and you know you do you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash you want to tell us magic johnson is still better than steph curry and you don't think steph curry has changed the game for all that and more reach out to us on both instagram and twitter if you love cricket listen up the edges and sledges cricket podcast is here for you Hosted by DJ Varun and me Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fans' point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us. Sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday, glued to your chair, making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday. as i explore the strange obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before you can find us on the ibm podcast app website or wherever you get your podcast from <laughs>